0: Welcome to Inside Eastern Podcast, an audio series bringing you stories of innovation and impact from inside Eastern Connecticut State University. My name is Bill Salka, and I'm the host of this episode all about Eastern's liberal arts curriculum. As provost and vice president for academic affairs, I am excited to interview three of our outstanding faculty members who've played an integral role in designing our university's trademark curriculum, Eastern's liberal arts core. With me today are Professors Courtney Brocious, David Pellegrini, and Megan Heenahan, who each served as members of the Liberal Arts Program Committee. I'll start with the first question. Eastern is a public liberal arts university. Why do you think the liberal arts model continues to be a relevant and important educational philosophy for the modern world?
1: Okay, so um, I'm Courtney Brocious, and I have been really lucky to work on this curriculum revision since the very beginning. Um, And I think in answer to your question, um, Bill, the Eastern um, mission as a uh, public liberal arts university really embodies what liberal arts is supposed to be. According to the American Association of Colleges and Universities, a liberal arts education is an approach to undergraduate education that promotes integration of learning across the curriculum and co-curriculum and between academic and experiential learning in order to develop specific learning outcomes that are essential for work, citizenship, and life. The value of this approach is that it requires a focus on educating the individual as a whole person and not just a future worker in a specific discipline. It teaches students to approach life and work critically and thoughtfully. As problems in our world increase in complexity and demonstrate implications across disciplines, this approach creates agile individuals who can transfer learning and apply relevant concepts and solutions across contexts. It creates problem solvers who are innovative and can face the challenges of work and life in a rapidly changing world. Eastern has focused on creating a liberal arts core that provides opportunities for students to make connections across their disciplines and within their disciplinary major. It supports students to transfer knowledge across contexts and skills across contexts. These skills are necessary for the world we live in as technological advances are constantly changing the needs of our workforce. Many of our students will go into work in careers that have not even yet been developed.
2: So um, I'm David Pellegrini and I am um, a professor in the Communication, Film and Theater program. This is my 24th year at Eastern. And I've seen a lot of changes um, in the past uh, couple of decades. And um, so my observation is that students select Eastern for a number of reasons, excellent and innovative programs, small class size, um, that it's largely a residential campus. But they may not actually understand what a liberal arts mission is. So when Eastern decided several years ago to declare itself Connecticut's public liberal arts university, it was in part to distinguish itself from the other CSU schools, and also UConn, and importantly that it's public, thus distinguishing it from the many small private and highly selective and very expensive liberal arts colleges dotting New England. So the liberal arts has a long history in the West, um, one that most often meant exposing students to the disciplines it was believed every educated person should know. And and that, to a large extent, still holds true today in most liberal arts models, including Easterns. Also, up until the late 20th century, that also meant that there was some common, fairly uncontestable base of knowledge in all of these disciplines. What is known as the canon, that every educated student should become conversant in. For many years, unfortunately, that meant studying the theories, literature, and scholarship of, um, frankly, mostly dead white men. That of course has changed, for example, there is a higher ratio of female to male faculty members at Eastern and most colleges and universities, and multiculturalism has done much to transform what we understand the liberal arts to be. What is unique about our new core, however, is its emphasis not on the disciplines per se, or any outdated notions of canonicity, but on the skills that that exposure to many disciplines should be developed, and also greater transparency for the student so they understand what they are supposed to be gaining. This transparency begins their first semester when they take two linked liberal arts seminars, one of which is an interdisciplinary course on special and relevant topics for all students that they self-select into, and the other is devoted to introducing the principles of the liberal arts education and the five learning outcomes they should expect to become proficient in as they proceed through the liberal arts core. For people who need a refresher, what is Eastern's Liberal Arts
0: core, commonly known as ELAC, and how does it provide Eastern students with unique opportunities?
3: Uh, I can take that one. I'm Megan Henehan. I'm a professor in the Mathematical Sciences Department. Um, And as you know, Eastern's mission is to engage students in a transformative liberal arts learning experience that provides knowledge and skills to lead enriching, purposeful lives. One of the ways we advance this mission is through Eastern's Liberal Arts Corps, which we're calling ELAC, and it's centered around five competency-based learning outcomes and embeds high-impact practices into every course in the core. Um, there are three interdisciplinary seminars throughout students' time at Eastern. These will help increase their understanding of the benefits of a liberal arts education and to recognize the connections between their discipline, the liberal arts, and their everyday lives. These seminars are centered around at least two of our five liberal arts learning outcomes and incorporate two high impact teaching practices. They also take eight disciplinary perspectives courses that ha- and these help students understand and integrate liberal arts skills and disciplines. Students take a course in each of the disciplines of arts and humanities, social science, and science and math. Students will also get to take a foundational concept course in mathematics and one in writing.
1: So I think one thing um, also that sets apart this curriculum from the last is that we've seen the development of really interesting courses. Uh, We've had a couple of trainings where faculty have worked together to pull together courses that are innovative and that focus on high-impact practices and the learning outcomes. And in many of the courses that are being proposed, we see meaningful, structured, collaborative projects that have clear real-world implications. Our faculty have responded to the new curriculum by working to implement innovative assignments, finding cross-disciplinary collaborators, and identifying potential co-curricular avenues to reinforce their academic coursework.
0: For those who don't know, Eastern will launch a new liberal arts core in fall of 2024. Can you explain how the ELAC is different from the current curriculum?
3: Sure, so the current core is more of a general distribution model Um, where students have to kind of check off a bunch of different courses in very specific categories. Um, And we've heard students say in the past that they're just trying to get through their LACs uh, without thinking about the broad skill sets they are developing throughout their coursework or how those skill sets may serve them in their everyday lives. So ELAC is different in that it is centered around the learning outcomes every course a student takes in elac will clearly highlight the learning outcomes making the connections between courses disciplines and their lives explicit Uh, each course will also incorporate high impact teaching practices and these are evidence-based teaching practices that have been demonstrated to increase both direct measures of student learning and student perceptions of their own learning such practices are often only seen in upper level major classes where ELAC brings these experiences to all students at all levels, regardless of their major. ELAC also allows the students more choice in the courses they take, which encourages agency and authority to direct their own education.
0: How did the committee in charge of reforming the Liberal Arts core determine the changes that should be made to Eastern's trademark
2: curriculum? So as we talked about earlier, um, there's a long tradition of a liberal arts education in the West. And for much of that history, the model remained fairly static. It's not that there's anything wrong with our current LAC. Um, As Megan discussed, it it is um, pretty much a disciplinary distribution model. One of its innovations is that there's a tiered level to it, with a tier one, tier two, tier three. But at the end of the day, it's still a disciplinary perspectives model in that regard. So to its credit, Eastern's faculty and administration decided to take a look at the underlying reasons and benefits that exposure to many um, disciplines could yield, recognizing that an accumulation of knowledge just wasn't enough. Perhaps one of the major revelations to faculty was that the digital age has changed, for better or worse, how information and disinformation is circulated, produced, consumed, conditions vastly different than we were in college and even as graduate students. So, focusing less on the accumulation of knowledge and more on what to do with that knowledge seemed to be a guiding principle for prioritizing the learning outcomes. In this way, Eastern is aligned with national initiatives at reforming the concept and methodologies of a liberal arts education, meeting today's students where they are coming from and what they already think they know and are exposed to. In essence, making a liberal arts education more flexible and relevant, responsive and dynamic which to my mind seemed to be the promise of a liberal arts education from its inception.
1: We also, um, the committee is as we started to consider what we wanted to do, we started with guiding principles, thinking about the goals of the new curriculum and how they'll serve our students and our community first as a public liberal arts university we're committed to serving the students of connecticut we want to provide opportunities for social mobility and engage students that have been historically disadvantaged in higher education we examined best practices on the first the lacklore committee which dealt with creating learning outcomes and then colac the committee that actually articulated the new curriculum we consulted best practices in diversity equity and inclusion to recognize that while the curriculum itself cannot create an equity-minded institution on its own, there were ways to build opportunities to advance and support equity within our curriculum. In particular, the committees were struck by research on high-impact practices, which when implemented correctly, demonstrate sharper increases in learning for traditionally underserved student populations. We're also aware that in higher ed, these practices are sometimes concentrated as as Megan just said a couple of minutes ago, within disciplinary coursework. And so student exposure to high-impact practices were partially dependent on the majors that students were choosing. As a result, the committee chose to embed these practices across our liberal arts core in order to increase student opportunity to engage with high-impact practices. Second, as a community, we had some evidence that despite our students having practiced the essential skills of a liberal arts education, these same students, had a difficult time articulating how they practiced those skills. In addition to reports we were getting from employers about the high quality of our students, we were also hearing that in interviews those students had a difficulty connecting their academic work to the skill sets they developed. We also conducted focus groups with students who indicated that they didn't really understand the curriculum. We wanted to ensure the new curriculum was more explicit and supported students in making the connection between the work they were doing and the skills and knowledge they're developing. Third, we don't just want students to be able to discuss how they've developed skill sets that are necessary in life and work after. We want them to be able to transfer them to new contexts. Integration of learning was a motivating goal in the development of a new curriculum. To this end, the committee really wanted to create opportunities for students and faculty to participate in courses with small class sizes that allow for deep investment and high-impact practices focused on supporting students in real-world applications of academic material. The general process of the committee began with research on best practices and examining the curricula of peer institutions and private liberal arts colleges and universities. We consulted our faculty members and students to better understand what these key stakeholders would like to see in a new curriculum We consulted with the American Association of Colleges and Universities and relied on our administrators to provide overview of the trends regionally and nationally. We then took best practices, the trends that we were seeing, and a knowledge of our student population to create a stronger, sustainable curriculum that meets the goals of equity, explicitness, and integration of learning.
0: Can you provide an overview of Eastern's five new learning outcomes?
3: Sure. Uh, The five new learning outcomes are skill-based outcomes that focus on supporting students to develop competencies in the areas that life and work after Eastern will require of them. Um, After a process that included input from faculty and research on the skills most desired by employers, we chose the five outcomes of communication, creativity, critical thinking, ethical reasoning and quantitative literacy. David, do you wanna tell us about communication and creativity?
2: Sure, I think I stuffed the ballot box on creativity, but um, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just a theater person. Um, it's important to note before I get into that that the um, five learning objectives are supposed to be embedded in the seminars yep. and in the disciplinary perspectives at, at um, courses that we are, that we are offering and developing, currently developing. So the first one, communication, the standard definition is that it requires students to recognize and utilize the most appropriate means to address specific audiences in relevant contexts or genres in order to effectively inform or persuade. This uh, communication can take a bunch of different forms. Of course, the most important thing is we want our students to be excellent writers, but they also need to be able to communicate their ideas orally in all kinds of different formats. We also recognize that there's visual ways of communicating, and artistic and creative ways. So that leads us to um, creativity, and the standard definition of that is the ability to utilize skills and strategies to synthesize ideas, perspectives, information, or materials in original and self-aware ways, and to use that synthesis to generate imaginative acts or products. So creativity is really a function of critical thinking to a large extent, but what we're putting a premium upon here is students thinking outside the box, um, thinking actually innovatively um, to solve problems, to come up with solutions, to create um, together collaboratively, those types of things. And so, um, yeah, I, I could say you know as the seminar coordinator that we're getting a lot of really interesting ideas um, for that faculty are coming up with to instill both those communication and creativity um, uh, outcomes in their classes, in their seminars especially.
1: We also landed on critical thinking as a learning outcome. The standard definition of that is the analysis and evaluation of complex ideas, artifacts, information, and arguments as a basis for formulating a well-reasoned belief, judgment, or conclusion. And here, we really wanted to ensure that students had problem-solving skills embedded within their curricula as well as thinking about the context in which those problems are being solved. Critical thinking is one of the learning outcomes that we see approached from all different disciplines who are approaching it in different directions and so it seemed like a kind of a no-brainer to include it in this curriculum.
3: Um, So we included ethical reasoning which has the standard definition of um it requires students to recognize ethical issues identify their own ethical positions and analyze other ethical perspectives in real world situations in order to consider the impact of decisions and actions on other individuals society and the environment Um, i think we thought this was really important just for creating engaged citizens in in our world and and them having ethical reasoning abilities Um, and and the last Last but not least is quantitative literacy. The standard de- definition is a uh, competency in working with numerical data to reason or solve problems, the ability to make judgments and draw conclusions supported by quantitative evidence, and the ability to communicate those arguments uh, utilizing quantitative tools. Um, so as, as we all know, we're surrounded by data all the time. You look in the news, you see all kinds of quantitative information, and we would like students to be able to read the news and understand that information, um, be able to make evidence-based arguments and things like that.
0: Okay, thank you for that. For our final question, uh, let's talk about what the outcomes you would like to see from implementing this new curriculum are.
3: Yeah, so I, th- I think one of the things I really like about this curriculum is how it's centered around the learning outcomes and brings the high-impact practices to all the students. Um, and so I would like to see students making the connections between their chosen discipline, the liberal arts, and their everyday lives. And I think by centering around the learning outcomes we will create a common language that's being used across campus, and hopefully students will um, start to make those connections more. Um, I also think that by creating a curriculum centered around the learning outcomes and implementing the high impact practices, I hope that the students will see the relevance of what they are learning in Eastern's liberal arts core. A great outcome would be for students to not view ELAC as something that they just have to get through or a checklist, but as a real value added to their education that will serve them throughout their lives. Um, And I think we have the potential to do that with this new curriculum.
2: So um, another trope of the liberal arts education is that a student can decide upon any major and then be prepared to enter any field. Um, that's the kind of liberal arts model that I experienced when I was a college student. Um, so that the idea is that you've gained this knowledge base that can be transferable any, anywhere and time. And I think to some extent that still partially holds true. There is a greater emphasis on employability. There's a greater emphasis on specialization though. And so it's important to get those skills in your major field. Where the liberal arts core, I think, could really contribute is the idea that students become lifelong learners, that they become flexible as they mature through their careers. Because as we know, wherever you start out is not necessarily where you're going to wind up. Um, I could say that in my own personal experience. Um, And so this idea of lifelong learning, this this enthusiasm, um, hunger for for learning as they they mature.
1: In addition to Megan and David's hopes, I also think the curriculum has the potential as we build courses that focus more on real world applications to help us continue to build relationships both within our campus and within communities in Connecticut. The more that we can support students to experience the world practically And academically, the more prepared they will be for building a strong Connecticut in the future.
0: Okay, Dr. Pellegrini, Dr. Brocious, Dr. Hinehan, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you today.
3: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.